Welcome to the latest episode of the 3 Plus 1 podcast, where today we are joined in our third seat and also our fourth seat by two of Atlanta's biggest fashionistas, the young moguls of the same bag blog. We have Morgan at This Is More Go and Devin at Never The Same Bag. Welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast, ladies. We are super excited to have you here. So we're going to start off by talking, and you both have two phenomenal industries that you're representing, fashion as well as entertainment. And what makes them unique is that you both are sisters, correct? Yes. yes. And you look alike and you sound alike. So hopefully our listeners they're can... They're twins. We're twins. That's correct. <laughs> I, you, know. you look alike and you sound alike. We'll just say they're twins. Well, eventually I was going to get to that, Chassie, okay. but you didn't allow it. Was you didn't allow me I was to like, get there. does he know? Does he not know? I do. <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to start off with Devin, with your blog, samebagblog.com. Yes. Again, samebagblog.com. Tell us about the blog and what inspired the blog. Okay, so what inspired the blog is I've always been interested in fashion since as long as I can remember, but I could never really fit the clothes, so I always gravitated towards the handbags and the accessories. And then just getting older, learning about more designers, more bags, I always saw all the girls, all the fashion girls wearing the same five brands and it kind of just frustrated me like don't they know there's so many other brands out there besides the same five that we always call them see. out call out call the big out, five call them out. out everybody got a louis bag oh, and I, it's not anything wrong with those brands those are great brands just that i i love myself but it's just like there's so many other brands that have the same quality same price point even lower price points but no one pays them any attention or at least people of color i know for sure like we only see what we hear or we see you know our phase where so you know wait you didn't call them out you called uh, out the louis bag was called out by someone (laughs) right is that a common one big five coach no. The coach bag? Everybody? That's an auntie bag. Oh, that's an auntie bag. That's a mal- that's a that's a zennial bag, yeah. the coach bag. So, so like Didi homegirls be having coach. But let's move on. My friends do carry coach. So if you're listening, <laughs> friends, don't get offended. I value you in your coach bag. Coach has come up though. They have. I will give them they, they just bought Kate Spade, didn't they? Yes. Mm. They got a new um I know the song. Di- okay. creative director. So they they come a long way. It's not the same coach it's that not. our mamas and aunties used to get at Tanger. Mm. Mom, I hope you're not listening. You just got that. You are going to get a new one. So, and so that motivated you. And so, uh, what designers right now, who has the bag right now that you most covet? Right now, it's this brand that I've been stalking for like almost a year, but their bags sell out 
almost like Beyonce tickets, and it's a brand called Don. Dance Lente. Dance Lente and bags. It's French for slow dance. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Okay. But that's how I if say you, it. If you're not saying that right, some of our listeners will let us know that they you said it wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a London-based brand, and their bags are so beautiful. They're only on pre-order right now. And so... What's the price point of these bags? So the price point, they start at $380 to like $455, which is not bad. And they're luxury brand, quality, good bags. And they're so beautiful. They're so well-structured. Wait, what's the name of the bag? One more time. Danse Lente. I'll pull up the Instagram. It's French for slow dance. Danse Lente. Is this the one that's in Yes. I checked out your um blog mm-hmm. and well this is a while back. Oh, her pictures are amazing. Yeah, yes. she takes all my pictures. Lord. Listen, but a while back you posted a bag um that looked like uh, a picnic basket. Oh yes, I that's, love that uh, bag. That's called Gaia and their price points are really good too. Uh, I think my bag it was like in the it's like two hundred, like two eighty. Okay. But their price points range from like one fifty to like three hundred, which is not. I don't consider that a bad price point for a for contem- a quality for bag, a quality yeah. bag. It's a con- it's at a contemporary price. Has. Yeah. So this is the Instagram of that brand. Like this is the bag that I love. Oh, it's so cool. It's so architectural. So let me yeah. see the bag. So yeah, I don't know a lot about a bag, yeah. but what I can say here, because I know none of you can see this Instagram photo, <laughs> and it's by yeah, Dante Lente. You say or mm-hmm. it's spelled like Dan Celente. D A N S E L E N T E underscore official. Uh, and the bag that you're showing is a is exactly as you stated a very architectural bag. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple, classic design with a large strap, a beautiful gold buckle that I think would probably, you know, really appeal to people to a lot of yeah. women um, that would go for a classic, clean look. Yes, and so I that's like a great bags recommendation. That are functional but still have good design qualities and functions and things like that and this bag is great you can wear it it's like a bracelet bag a crossbody it comes with a, a strap so you can crossbody it you can shorter bag it wow all kind of stuff so i like bags with great function that functionality function well. yeah functionality so yeah the bag you were talking about i really like that bag it's not as practical as a lot of mm-hmm. the other bags that i do buy but the design is just so cute. And the it is cute. Also. So a lot of our listeners, so let's say that, you know, we have a listener who's always carried a coach purse her whole entire life, right? Mm-hmm. And so now she is listening to our podcast and she is having her, you know, eyes open to the opportunities to go outside of what her friend group may do mm-hmm. or what society highlights as popular. She's no longer wanting to imitate Beyonce and Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Kardashian, where should she go to start this journey for of, of bag discovery? Well, it just depends on how her price point, what she's willing to pay for, what's her absolute Well, she max. just got her income tax refund, but <laughs> Beyonce, Beyonce tickets Beyonce dropped. Beyonce is so, everybody's income right. tax. I don't even want to get started Ooh, on that. Child. So that's, kind of, yeah, that's a little bit later. So... I will start because one thing I do, I don't, I try not to ever pay for a price for a bag. She doesn't. I wow. really don't like, I, if you go on the website and they have a pop-up for a sign-up for our email list, do it because they'll send you 10%, 30%, an extra 20% off, so do it. Always shop in the sale. So they have in the sale seasons 
twice a year, like the end of uh, summer season and the end of fall. So like summer and then in like around Christmas time. Those are when I really like get really good deals on my bags. Do you provide these tips on your blog? I will. I will. Yeah. I have a blog that I want to uh, post soon about how I never pay for a price for my bags. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bag I have now is an Elizabeth and James bag. It's by the Olsen Twins. It's one of their brands. Ooh. And I got it for like 15% off at Bloomingdale's. I signed up for their text rewards, and they sent me a text message with 15% off. I got the bag, 15% off. <laughs> so I was like, I just, I love these bags, but I'm not going to pay for a price mm-hmm. if I don't have to. Smart shopper. So <sighs> you don't have to pay all that money to have a okay, nice so bag. Okay, so who's the best designer and who's the best feel? Out of the bags that I have? Of or the just... bags that you, like if you would say, if I'm someone who loves a bag and I'm going for design, I would go to. Oh, that is hard. So right now, my favorite bag right now is my Elizabeth and James bag. Because, and that's by the Olsen twins. Yeah, Mary have, Kate um, and Ashley. Mary yes. And Ashley. They have, they it's one of their eyes. brands. Yes. They I don't know. They, they look like they on drugs, but I guess if they make it They just bags, work hard. <laughs> they have they make real hard. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not hobbies. They're the actual elves, right? Like the elves yes. that make the shoes, yes. but they're elves that make the bags. Yes. Okay, yes. whatever. I really love their um, bucket bag that I have right now because it's just so easy to access. What's a bucket bag? It's just like an open bag. You just very structured. Okay. Very structured. You can open, close it, crossbody it. You can wear it as clutch or with a handle. And it has a circle handle, so it's a really cool design. And the price point is not bad at all. The price point starts around like $150 and can go up to about 5 But like I said... Look for the coupons. You won't have to pay that price. Okay. So, it's a good quality bag. I've had it for a while. I really love it. It's my everyday go-to bag. So, what about for a feel? Like, some people, women just love the feel of a great bag. Like, who has that best feel? Of uh, the Coke Gaia? Mm-mm. The one you want. So oh, mm-hmm. A great feel? Like giving you a feeling, or just like no, like you can touch it and it feels like a great. It's a great. Oh, okay. So I just got this new bag. It's by another London-based brand. It's called Marcus Almeida, and it's the leather is so soft. It's the softest leather I've ever had. I got that on sale too in this mm. season. So what's the brand? It's called Marcus Almeida. Oh, okay. Um, I posted it on my Instagram. You know it, right? <laughs> It's the bag. It's this bag with the thick uh Oh, that chain. is a pretty bag. So the leather is super soft on this one. You will have to go to her Instagram at Never the Same Bag. Yes, to check out what and this check bag out looks the blog like. Never a Same Bag blog.com. So this is a question. Yes, I know some of my podcast listeners are right now just salivating over like a bag. <laughs> do you ever do giveaways on your Instagram or your blog? I have not gotten to that right yet. (laughs) But it seems like you have a large collection. There's not one great bag that you would give away. If you were to say, if I get this amount of traffic, if you could say, if I get a thousand new followers, and then you would take all your thousand new followers and then randomly pick a winner to do a giveaway of a phenomenal bag. If I had it like that, (laughs) if I had it like that. Keep it real. Mm -hmm. So I actually did win a bag from a designer. They um I 
entered a contest and they sent me a bag for free and it's a great Gorgeous. it's a great bag. It's super cute. So don't and tell us what it is. You can give that away for free. You can give that I'll away. Give that okay, away. you are keeping it a secret. We won't say who yeah. because we don't want to offend the person who gave the designer that gave you the mm-hmm. bag. But we'll know that it's a great bag that we that's out there that you can share with our listeners, right? Mm-hmm. So from there, now we go to Morgan, who can be found on Instagram at this is Morgo. And you are working in the entertainment industry. Tell us about it. Yes, so I'm a casting assistant. I've been a casting assistant for about going on two years in April. I started my casting journey at Tyler Perry Studios under amazing casting director. Her name is Raven Drummer. So um, she really was the one that really like gave me a chance to do this, the thing that I wanted to do. Because casting is something mm-hmm. that's, you can't really like go online and apply for this. It's not a job that's mm-hmm. up on Indeed. You have to, I had to like search and search and search to figure out how to get into casting. So I've been there for a year and a half and then we were on a really long hiatus. And hiatus in production world is just like a break from filming, production, stuff like that. So I got another job at another casting office called Arvold Casting. They have an office in Charlottesville, Virginia. And they recently moved down here to Atlanta in October. So I've been with them. Um, and I just really love like local talent. I love watching actors mm. grow. I love the audition process. I love the behind-the-scenes process. I love getting the scripts. I love reading them. I love cutting sides. Just that whole... I like to see actors win out here because a lot of times they just it's so easy to get an LA actor or a New York actor but when we can find somebody here in our backyard mm-hmm. to just come to, to do the Atlanta Steel, work yeah, to, to do, do the, the Atlanta, Atlanta work that's just like my favorite thing I love location casting so that's been like a crazy up and down journey for like a year and a half. So a casting a casting assistant, assistant is someone who assists the casting director mm-hmm. on selecting the talent for any given cast mm-hmm. or show or movie. And typically, if someone is saying, "Oh, I really want to do that," what are they looking at in terms of an income? Ooh, <laughs> you have to love the craft because right. <laughs> no, you do. You have to love the craft because. You could go a year of auditioning and not book anything. And scale right now is around nine something. I don't know the exact price right now, but it's around nine something. And it does go up each year with SAG, like nine hundred and sixty something dollars. And it goes up. That's a daily rate. And then there's a weekly rate. And you have to really love the craft because you might not get a job for another three months. Mm -hmm. So when you get assigned to work, you will get like nine hundred a day. Mm-hmm. But you, but it's not like a continuous everyday job. It's only for like a run. Right. Let's just say we have a role that's under five. It's under five lines, and I'll just, I'll just go to Tyler Perry Studios for an example. We shoot really fast there, so we'll have a role that'll probably work one day, and you'll get your daily rate for that plus ten if you have an agent. And you'll come in, you'll do your scene, and then you're gone, and that's that's the business. In some instances, or I just wrapped a movie and it shot for 18 days. And some people were on weekly contracts. Some people were on daily contracts. It just depends on the schedule, the day out of days, which is just a breakdown of who's working each day. Mm -hmm. It just really depends on the role. But I say you have to love the craft and it's not about the money. It can't be about the money because if you solely want to be an actor for the money, you're not. It's just... 
that's not what it's about. It's about the craft. It's about perfecting your craft. I just left um, my current boss, Erica Arville, just taught a class at Drama Inc. And it's just, it really, I feel like it taught me a lot. Just as a casting assistant, not an actor. I don't want to be an actor at all. That's not my ministry. <laughs> That's for y'all. I'm behind the camera. But I just think that it's something that you should invest in, and the money will come with the passion. With the passion. You have to be passionate about it because it's not for the faint of heart. So what has been your best casting experience, and what has been your worst? Ooh, what? I know your worst. What's my worst? The girl. What girl on Valentine's Day? Oh, my God. Well, that was not a casting issue. But you got to tell that story. Okay, so I'll start off with my... This isn't a casting story, but I'll start off with um, just a recent situation. So, at my current job, we're looking for interns. And so, we reached out. We went on SCAD and this and that. And we set up interviews with this young lady who's in college. And it was Valentine's Day. So, she emailed me and said... Hey there, I was wondering if I can reschedule because it's Valentine's Day. And that just really <laughs> took me aback because, and I got a little upset. Because when I started out, if I had an opportunity to get a casting assistant job or a casting intern job, I would take it so fast. And I just had never heard of Valentine's Day being an excuse to not come to an interview. That's when you know people are not, their mindset <laughs> isn't there. Like, she told you right then and there that it's she was Valentine's not the person for you. Yeah. She was not the one. If you're going to pick Valentine's Day over an advancement in your career. In your career. She literally you said, are not for it's us. Valentine's Day. And I, you could have lied and said, I'm sick. Right. But you said, because it's Valentine's oh, Day. No, not even sick. Listen, so my friend Key is a, um, she works in HR and she had an incident recently where a girl sent her an email the day of, like the day before her interview saying, oh, um, FYI, my boyfriend died. Can I reschedule to next Monday? Like the just random, home. just random. Can I, not even next month, like five, a couple days away. Like it was the weekend and she was just like, my boyfriend died. So can I just schedule my, reschedule my interview for Monday? I believe the young lady was lying because when Key called her, she didn't answer the phone, didn't do anything. Like, people are insane. And I that wish y'all would stop lying on y'all significant others. Lying. Don't lie on your family. You don't don't die when you get him. Honestly, I don't even... <laughs> you done I, killed him. I said in the group chat. Brother, stay clear. Call her out. Put the name out there so my brothers can know that they oh keep on living. Because she didn't put a, uh, so put a, a curse on him. Exactly. Don't date this woman. But no, she's in some other state or oh something. She doesn't live here. But that's insane. People yeah. really be lying to get out of interviews. You do not want that job. That is unfortunate. But I think that speaks to... Was she a young woman? She was. She was. And, uh, and that speaks to like the. Who was she? She. I don't. I think she was maybe like a sophomore in college. And a part of me, I really like. I drafted the email and everything. I wanted to. Be, she was a black girl, and I felt so obligated to tell her like oh. that's not the first impression you want to make. I never sent the email, but it's still in my drafts, and maybe I will one day like reach out to her and be like. Don't ever do that. Hey, sis. Yeah. I felt like Molly, you might need to. Like, you I might need to. Because you can't go the Moving forward, she might continue to make that mistake. Exactly. So you might need to, like, nip it in the bud now while she's still young. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you should send that yeah. email. Okay. I'm going to send it. And um, my best casting experience was... Something that's coming out March 30th, Acrimony Go See It. So Acrimony, March 30th. Yay! That's right, yeah. That's ours. I Taraji think Taraji P. Henson, yes. okay. That, a Tyler Perry film. That movie was 
that probably was my favorite project to cast of my entire casting career so far because it was the script was really great and it was just I don't know like when you have a team that you really love to work with um Raven Drummer like I said is the casting director there at Tyler Perry Studios and my good friend Michael Gillespie like the team of people that I was working with made everything so just amazing we Mm -hmm. had like the best time but that was just a really great project to work on I hope you guys like it I'm excited. I am going to see it. You're going to see it. I'm excited. I'm going to see it now because I've met you. Um, I wasn't going to see it. No, Um, why? I just wasn't, but I will see it. I will see it. I didn't go see Proud Mary, so I have to go see it. I have to go see it. Proud Mary did not move me to a point of being like, oh, let me go see this. At the previews, I saw them, and I was like, this seems so damn corny. Kind of predictable. Oh, it was predictable. Proud Mary seemed very corny. Oh, my God. Like, beyond (laughs) belief to a point where I was like, Taraji, I love you. I stand for you, but I could not spend my coin on going to see that. But movie. you will see Aquaman. I am going to give it a second Acrimony. chance. Yeah, I am. I am. I give her five hundred million chances, but that's that one movie that she's made that I. What's just one? Do. What's your favorite Taraji P Henson film? Oh, that's a good question. I loved her in Smoking Aces. That's it. I loved her in Smoking Aces. Like she killed it. Okay, true, true. But uh, Baby Boy is a classic. Yes. That's her classic film. I did like her in Benjamin Benjamin Button. Oh, she was phenomenal. She was good in Benjamin Button. And she was good in Hustle and Flow. Yeah. What that trick was my favorite. Hustle and Flow. That's what that movie's called, Hustle and Flow? Yeah. I've seen so many hidden figure audition monologues from her seen this past two weeks. I almost forgot she was in there. Yeah, like, you, no, just don't. I'm sorry. Do not, don't, no, do not, she, the way she made that scene so her own, it's kind of like when people sing Winnie Houston, correct, on American Idol, you just, no, you can't do it, it's something you should what is something that, what, so let's, what is a great piece or something great to go to for an actor in an audition, other than like, so avoid the, the, these breakout roles, these phenomenal roles, that celebrities have done and really made their own. Yeah. Avoid that. But what's something that they could go to? What's a great piece? Or just find that piece they really love? Yeah, I think you should find something that you want to do and as, as an actor. Like, if you feel like this is what I want to work on, pick that mm-hmm. for an audition or a monologue. We just did an open call, a virtual open call. And a lot of people chose scenes that I just don't think that's in their wheelhouse or something that they would necessarily get cast off of based off, you know, sometimes casting is based off of a certain look because basically we're picking people based off their photo shoots, I mean, their headshots and resumes. But I think just initially, when you get like this, like this open call we just had, choose something that you say, I want to be the next Denzel Washington or something. Just pick something that you feel that you want to make. Pick something that, a movie that you want to make. So... You've seen tons of performances come through in hopes of breaking through or getting the opportunity. Who is the up-and-coming celebrity that you've seen? Who do you know? This person has it. They have the star quality. They're on their way. The one to watch. I feel like the one to watch right now is Jason Mitchell. Like, he is... He's that's a phenomenal. fine little man. He is. Ooh, but like, I like little men. Like, like, when it comes to acting, like, talent is so who attractive. Is, who is Jason Mitchell? Do you not watch The Shy? 
He played easy. He played easy. Wow. DB is canceled. You don't watch the shot. I try to catch up. I did. So, I did. But you started. And you know what it I is. Start. He doesn't even know what the shot is. Oh, and now he's over here asking us who so Jason Mitchell is. So the shot is a TV show. It's a yes. TV show by Lena oh, yeah. Waits. A black woman wrote it. Award winning. Oh, yes, a black woman wrote it. It's a predominantly black cast. It's on Showtime. It's amazing. I, heard no, it I did away. cancel my show. Yes. She was on the but show with Azizi and Zara. Yes. Yes. She won her Thanksgiving episode. And this is her show. That Thanksgiving sure episode was so it good. It was so it good. Was so good. Of the Shy? No, no the Thanksgiving of episode of Master, Master of None. But back to the Shy. Yes. It's amazing. Jason's amazing. What's it about? Like, why would I watch that? Man. It's about. So this is a great time to segue into some breaking news that dropped uh, in the very first part of this. Is that President Trump on Tuesday fired his or ousted his Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, extending a shakeup to his administration 14 months into his tumultuous presidency and potentially transforming the nation's economic and foreign policy as shared by Peter Baker, Gardner uh, Harris, and Martin Landler of the New York Times. Mr. Trump announced he would replace Ms. Tillerson with Mike Pompeo, the CIA director and former Tea Party congressman who forged a close relationship with the president and is viewed as being more in sync with Mr. Trump, I'm sorry, Mr. Trump's America First credo. Additionally, it is rumored this announcement was first received by former Secretary of State Tillerson via Twitter. Ladies, what are your thoughts on yet again another week of dysfunction from the Trump White House? I'm really I'm not surprised. I am tired. I feel like, didn't he release a tweet telling us about all of this too? Like, he was like, so-and-so is fired and I'm promoting this person and going to promote this person and... I, I feel like we're living in a reality TV show. The Apprentice for real. Oh my God. This really is the, like, we are in a reality TV show that just won't, won't stop. Like, I can't believe it's been over a year oh and he's still Love in office. White House. Love Hip Hop White House, The Apprentice Real Life. I'm, I'm tired. What, what Templar Man say? Truth is I'm tired. Yes. <laughs> That's where we at. <laughs> okay, so that's how you feel. Um, do you guys feel as though President Trump and the Republican Party will be able to come back from this, the past 14 months and the no. fiasco? No, I don't. 
I haven't seen any progress. It's always been setback after setback after setback, firing after firing. I cannot keep up. Yeah. It's a different headline every day. It's a different story every day. We don't know who has what job at this point. Right. You wake up the next morning and you're like, who is this new person running this department? So, everyone in this room, we all look alike. Mm -hmm. Right? Obviously, none of us voted for President Trump. No, 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 no. That anyone here is willing to admit. And I'm not saying, I'm not telling you who I voted for. So, if by chance you're a Trump voter and you want to sponsor an episode of 3 Plus 1 Podcast, (laughs) you can feel free to do so because you don't really know where money goes. But the the point is... Everybody on the podcast knows that Hillary Clinton is your shero. I love Hillary Clinton. That's my hero. Don't pull out that damn book. He looking over there looking for the book. Sit down, dude. Right there. Sit down. Rodham Clinton is my hero. I really Jeez. like that middle name. I even do a better job. Like that's okay. That ain't her maiden name. That's her middle name. I don't. It's know. her maiden. It's her maiden. Oh, name. Okay. Hillary Rodham Clinton <laughs> is indeed a true American icon wow, and this ain't about a hero. Her. This ain't about so, her. but going back to President Trump and the fact that he is our president, obviously people support him. He still has a large base of support in the country. And so my fear is that he, of course, is going to sail to a re-election campaign. You don't think so? Well, it's, it's just year one. Let's let's get through the rest it's, of the The year. first 14 months is passed. Maxine but- Waters is on his neck. Mm-hmm. And the impeachment is going to come. I don't know about that. You don't think so? so? Because it should have happened already. An impeachment has to... It's, it's very rare to get the votes for an impeachment. 67 <laughs> senators have to vote yes on an impeachment in the final phase of the, pro- of the process. She won't and race. you do not even have a majority of senators being Democrats. So that means mm-hmm. that, that every Democrat has to vote yes, and then they have to then flip about 19... Uh, the 22 Republicans. That, that gonna happen. So highly unlikely. And even further confirming I, I that like that is highly unlikely to happen is that day. House Republicans just on Tuesday declared no evidence of collusion in their finding. According to Nicholas Fandos, also of the New York Times, even as the special counsel expands his inquiry and pursues criminal charges against at least four Trump associates, House Intelligence Committee Republicans said on Monday, not Tuesday, I'm sorry, Monday, that their investigation had found no evidence of collusion between Donald J. Trump's presidential campaign and Russia to sway the 2016 election. Representative uh, K. Michael Conway, the Texas Republican, who was leading the investigation, said committee Republicans agreed with the conclusions of American intelligence agencies that Russia had interfered with the election, but they broke with the agencies on one crucial point that the Russians had favored Mr. Trump's presidency. You know what's so funny though? Like every investigation, there has been no evidence. And I feel like I don't know what what's going on to make the news I don't know. I feel like we're so ready for him to get out of here. We kind of jumped the gun on these news stories and they always end up the same way. No evidence. No, you know, perjury. No funny business. And I just don't understand. I don't know what the the process is, but I feel like the news is, we're so ready for him to get out of here. We kind of just, like, find out a bit of information and we're, we're like, to the, mm-hmm. to the press. But it's just, like, we yeah, lose in the end. Yeah. We always lose. So it's not exactly that the press is saying that President Trump is innocent. It's saying that the House Republicans have found him to be innocent. And this is relevant because the 
House of Representatives are the ones who have to levy charges against him for him to become impeached. And then the Senate will be the ones that will have to uphold and vote on the impeachment. And for them to say that he's done nothing wrong lays down a case by the Republican Party to say that they're not going to impeach him or find him guilty of wrongdoing, regardless of what the, C the FBI and the CIA find to be the actual facts of the case. And that's really concerning. It's like the Republican Party is saying they could care less about what's right. They could care less about what's ethical. They're going to do what's in their best interest as a party to uphold a man who has possibly stolen the presidency with support from the <laughs> Russian government, specifically Vladimir Putin, who just today on NPR heard about his uh, hatred for President Obama and the racial slurs that he frequently called him uh, while President Obama was in office. Are we surprised? But I was going to say, isn't this already stuff, stuff we, we already know? I thought Vladimir was a comrade. That's the Russian word for friend. I'm just joking. I just want to say, <laughs> like, I wanted to show that I knew a, a Russian word. He's not Rose Mylan. He's not Rose Mylan. Russ wants to shake and say comrade. So we talked a little bit earlier about you were saying you were excited that Maxine Waters was going to impeach President Trump. Yes, Let's and then I, I asked you why do you think that Maxine is so gun ho mm -hmm. on this impeachment. She's, like she's kind of on the show, like a woman on the, the army. She's on the impeachment campaign. And what did I say? And you said she's building her brand. <laughs> <laughs> so we all love Auntie. Whoa, I was out of the room. So you we all love that. Auntie Maxine, but there's a reality to the impeachment process that I really think people have to be aware of. And you Maxine aware. Waters yeah. is not able to impeach anybody by herself. So I, I, I love the fact that you have this very strong, outspoken, elderly woman fighting the charge and leading wow. us in honor of our ancestors and for all and she is she is an older woman she's a beautiful older woman but she's an older woman and she is earning her place in the scope of American history Maxine Waters has served the state of California for a very long time and until the recent era we have not known her or her work very well right. on this side of the country I'm proud of the work that she has done but one woman cannot impeach a president unfortunately one party cannot impeach the president either. Impeachment in the United States is the enumerated power of the legislature that allows formal charges to be, brought, to be brought against a civil office of government for crimes alleged to have been committed. Only two presidents, Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton, are the only presidents to ever have been su successfully impeached by the House of Representatives. So Maxine Waters, Congresswoman Waters, who's a member of the House, can help levy charges, but the whole entire House has to vote as a majority for those charges to be levied. That is possible. But the challenge will come when the charges make it to the Senate. And neither Andrew Johnson nor Bill Clinton were able to get impeached by or by the Senate. They were both acquitted later by the Senate. Mm -hmm. So that is the the fear. The impeachment process against Richard Nixon was never completed as he resigned from his mm -hmm. office. So should President Trump get impeached if he is found guilty of having known about Russia's involvement and colluded? Absolutely. Is he likely to get impeached? Probably not. And it's okay. unfortunate. I but that is a sad address the uh -huh. fact that you said she's building her brand. So let's speak on that. I kind of agree with you, though. a pop culture phenomenon. She is. She's on t-shirts and everything. I kind of agree with you. You have a Maxine pin on your lapel. Reclaiming my time. That's my head on Facebook That's a brand. So, Dini, you feel as if Maxine is going hard in the paint right now, knowing that she can't do shit on her own, 
just to build her brand? That is inaccurate. So you're trying to take what I said and bring it down you, to a very question? The answer is no. Okay, then. My question, it would be like, how is she going to get him impeached? Is she going to each representative and saying this is what we need to do like how well, is she getting she's doing that she, she be on tv all the time yeah she be yeah, on black girls rock she be on but what's the behind the boat what is she doing besides getting and that's on? what i'm saying i want you guys to be aware that it's more than just being visible and yeah. present and whipping up the support of people who I may or may that. not vote so you said that because i was like okay. i want more we need more action yeah. we you can't just be it just Maxine, can't just be right her. And like i said she's a one-woman army and right. we don't see people forging with her and that's the problem and that's a part of what it means to be a successful politician in the Senate, in the House of Representatives, is you have to build support and coalition and reach across the aisles. And that's what is concerning for me about uh, Diane Feinstein not having an opportunity to continue her service in California is because she's a rare politician who works with Democrats and Republicans. And now the Democratic Party is ready to abandon her. And that's a concern. No person should expect to have the support of just their party. You have to build consensus and you have to make hard concessions. And that's what moves America forward. An example of this is Tip O'Neill when Ronald Reagan was president and he was the, I think he was Speaker of the House, and he had to do a lot of concessions on behalf of Democrats and support Reagan's, some of the philosophies and policies that he didn't agree with in order to make the country move forward. And you had success under both of those individuals. Uh, you had oppression as well, so don't let me you know, admit that. I'm not saying that, but I think you also had America kind of somewhat moving forward. With that being said, what also is moving forward is Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Daniels is moving ahead uh, <laughs> as she is wanting to continue to give her whole story and return payment to end deal for her silence. According to Jim Rottenberg, the pornographic film actress Stormy Daniels says, who says she had an affair with President Trump, offered on Monday to return $130,000 she received from his personal lawyer in 2016 for agreeing not to discuss the alleged relationship. In exchange, the actress, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, mm -hmm. seeks an end to her deal to keep quiet about what she says was an affair that, with Mr. Trump that started in 2006 and lasted for several months. In the letter, which was sent to Mr. Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, early Monday, Ms. Clifford's lawyer, Michael Aventi, wrote that Ms. Clifford would wire the money to the account of Mr. Trump's choosing by Friday. Do you feel as though Stormy should have her chance to tell her story? Tell it, tell it. it. But Stormy, Stormy is sending that money back because sis knew that she got too little amount of money. Now she's like, <laughs> this man, the president. Wait, so you're saying that you're saying Stormy Daniels wants to send the money back because <laughs> she can get more money? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. She got a, a little measly hundred k. Hundred k ain't measly because I don't have a hundred k. Right. I, if you are listening to this podcast, you have a hundred thirty k. You would like to sponsor us or give me that money directly? <laughs> I will take it. But my thing about Stormy is Stormy said I got a hundred and thirty. I can return this shit and go get me a couple mil. At this point, she can make a couple million dollars because the tabloids will eat it up. She could get a book deal, probably. It's somebody out there that will pay her more, more. than 130 for this. So I'm sure she is ready and willing to send it back so she can start telling her story to anybody I'm that will listen. I'm surprised she did she not spend it? Right, she that still was not 130. Isn't she a porn star? She can't. So she must have. Well, you guys have to understand. Yeah, like, I, I, young she, ladies, that's what I'm talking about when I talked about 
our lovely Auntie Maxie and her brand. Stormy Daniels has now released and, and built a whole new brand around herself. She is the pornographic actress who has slept with the President of the United States of America. So now when she goes That's to venues and she books a show, like literally, so I'm going to go to this bar, this dive, this drop-in spot, and I'm going to do a routine for the customers, and I'm able to command $25,000. If I do eight of those, I've recouped my money, so now I'm able to give this money back, mm-hmm. and now I'm able to book shows and book right. venues, yeah. book talk shows. You want me to come on to your talk show, you need to give me $50,000 for an appearance, $100,000 for an appearance. So but that's I, how she's building up she her brand. She's going to make that back plus right. more. This could even be a biopic bio yeah, where it's yeah. like at the Stormy Daniels show where it's like you have somebody you can cast the next Stormy Daniels. Right? <laughs> I feel like she should have kept her name Stephanie Clifford. That's real stripperish. <laughs> so I would like to say to oh anyone whose name Stephanie or even worse if you are a member of the Clifford family we in no way mean to shame you or make you feel guilty or bad I do not associate the name Stephanie with stripping nor do I associate the it's name with Clifford when I stripper. hear it's the name Clifford I think of a red dog not, it, it not yeah I think of a red dog not a, not a orange hair Stephanie president Ford, you can't tell me she can't come to the stage <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie, she could have oh, Stephanie Stephanie Clifford. Stephanie Ford. Stephanie Clifford coming, coming up to the, to the stage. stage. Oh, that works. But Stormy Daniels definitely has all the men can start barking. Yeah. Stephanie Clifford coming to the stage. Oh, red <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I can see it. She kind of got her hair red. Right. And everything. Stephanie Clifford, the big red dog. Yeah. And then she pop out. Oh, Stormy Visionary. You Change your name, girl. You Stormy, your day is coming, gone. It's too late now. You've you, 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 you shot your you shot, your shot, sis. <laughs> I think she and should do Stephanie it. Stephanie would say you shot your shot. So, but do people want to hear this story? I do. You want to hear about... It's not going to do anything. Mm. But I want to hear it. I also want to know her side of the story. I want to know. You know, I really think that, I hate to say this, but I really feel that our president has some lewd behavior, some lewd, lascivious behavior in his past. And I want all of it dug up and I want to hear about it. I want to hear about Russian, uh, the, the Russian, you know, they call it P-Gate. But I want to know all of it. I want to know if it's true. I want to cascade around. And I want Melania Trump to man up and leave. Man up and leave. Get out. She got to leave. Sis is not leaving that That's court. what I want to see. She's not going to leave. But she's she not leaving to. that money. I want her to go and take everything she can. She got a side boo. She good. How well is her English? Not very. Okay. All she does is steal Michelle Obama's speeches <laughs> and get up there and try to save her. She ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so, uh, so moving forward, um, this week you have a return of uh, the Black Panther to well, number one in the Wakanda forever. But not only. But not only is the Black Panther number one in the box office, but the Black Panther is also number one <laughs> on Billboard. So this week, uh, the soundtrack of the Black Panther is number one for the third time in a week with nearly 82 million streams. Um, and so it has completely and, and like shocked the music industry. What are your thoughts about this uh, soundtrack doing as well as the movie? The soundtrack it's is shy. amazing. The soundtrack is so good. Like we Paramedic. listened to it on wow. the way to the movie. 
after the movie, regular like an album, like it's mm-hmm. a really good album. Like I think my favorite song on there is um King's Dead. Listen, wait, so what is Paramedic. Paramedic. So, Paramedic. I want a crib walk to Paramedic so bad. Right. You want to say your favorite song? My on favorite album? song on the album is King's Dead and Paramedic. I crib walking my car to Paramedic. What is a crib walk? Listen. Like you're like crippled? <laughs> is that? Boy. Gang, gang, gang. Listen, calm down. Always like the gang the crib. Yes. Yes. Listen. California. Baby. Speaking of King's Dead, that was a big issue on Twitter mm-hmm. for Future's verse where he starts to go, like, what was that? You, if you, you like that part? I chuckled. Every I cackled. It. It's funny. Every if you take, if you take Future seriously, you probably need to reevaluate. Because he needs because... an endorsement from Halls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. You always say that. that he needs to clear his throat. He doesn't want to clear his but throat. But no, I'm just saying, like, if you take Future seriously as a lyricist and a true artist, you need to regroup. Future, it's it's, it's entertaining. He's entertaining. Because that shit was hilarious. It was so funny. He went from rapping to... I've like, never heard any of this. Well, this okay, that's oh good. Don't, you don't need to so, this I only heard that one song by um, SZA. SZA yes. Okay. Star, uh, All the stars. S-Z-A. SZA. But SZA. That's the only one I... I swear I, I didn't know how to pronounce her yeah. name when I first So, I only know SZA. her. But I'm going to now go back to the number one album in America. It's a really good... It's a solid album. And so, I should listen to the song Paramedic. Mm-hmm. And La-Di-Da-Di-Da. No, it's called King's Dead. King's Dead. King's Dead. <laughs> It's with Kendra. Georgia Smith has a great song on there. Yes, too. I think Georgia Smith. Wow, Georgia Smith is beautiful. Amazing. She is bad. Like, we have yet to talk about her, but we need to talk about Georgia Smith. We need to talk about Georgia Smith. She's straight out the UK. She's fine as hell. Her voice is amazing. The reason why I like her so much. Georgia Smith is from. She's an artist from the UK. She has a great voice. It's like a piercing, pure voice. And her body is really body goals. Like, it's so attainable and realistic. Like, she is beautiful. She's one of those so naturally fine that you like. Her skin mm, is crystal clear. It's crystal clear, clear honey. Yes. It's so beautiful. She's fine as hell. She's beautiful. Fine as hell. So, Georgia Smith, is she like young? She have an she's album? Young. She's young. young. She, I, I she doesn't have an she album has yet. She has, yeah, yeah, I think she has an EP. She has a, the song On My Mind. That's oh, really yeah. That's a bop. That it is a bop. It's a bop. I listen to it so much. Oh, my God. Georgia girl, when you I say like it's her. a bop. That means you. What is that? It's, it's a bop. You want to just you bop dance? Yes. yes. Okay. With, uh, three plus one listeners. I I, I, I this is, these are moments when I realize that Dee Dee is not in the millennial age group. When he asks us questions like, "What does a bop mean?" Like, it's a bop. It's okay. It's. A, I understand. You are a bit older than us. So we do have to educate you on some of the terms. You've heard that word before, right? He's never heard it because a he bop was, could be with several I mean, things. A bop is like a yeah. I know what a bop okay. is. Like you know, like let's you know, bebop. No, like no. baby bop. No. Like bop. there's bops out there. Like I know that. It's an old term for dance. Okay. I just didn't know that you guys had chosen to bring it back in the twenty first century. Everything is up. Right now, right everything. Uh, okay. but a bop could also mean a everything is a bop. That, it's a soda. Yeah, it's a, a soda. Bops. Okay, what is a soda? Pop and soda. I'm here. trying to find out what you're bringing <laughs> it's back. A bop, it's like, a soda. No, it's a bop. It's no, a. It's a. Don't say it's a soda. You guys, I apologize for being a fifty-two-year-old man. It's a trap. 
That that came from Star Wars, <laughs> so I know something. Oh, see. But moving on from Star there, Wars, when you talk let's, about let's move on. When you talk about <laughs> different generations, the recent passing away at the age of ninety one of Givenchy, the iconic. French couture transcends generations. I know we all know Givenchy here in this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, here with Atlanta. I was calling him Givenchy for... <laughs> it wasn't that one. Now listen, now listen. I have a story about You were calling him what? Givenchy. Givenchy. I wasn't Givenchy. So I went to school for fashion and I remember people in my fashion classes calling Givenchy Javinci or Gavinci mm-hmm. and it really burned my insides because <laughs> I didn't realize it until I was an adult. And did the, but you didn't go. You didn't did go to school. Did your professors correct? You go to school. You supposed to know. You didn't go to school for fashion. fashion. And you didn't know that. Then that's and, a problem. I'm just a regular. You're supposed girl. to know your history. You're supposed to know the proper pronunciation of a fashion house. Right, like right. He's a, you know he is, he is an iconic design, yes. iconic designer who Alexander McQueen worked under, uh, and many people do know Alexander R. McQueen R. in your generation R. because I think mm-hmm. that Nicki Minaj really like made him millennial famous for a number Alexander of McQueen people. Died. I was yeah. in school when he died, when he passed when he committed suicide. suicide. Yes, yeah, that was sad. And so, um, any thoughts on uh, Givenchy and his? Legacy to fashion. Um, no thought. So as you study fashion, what it right? Our fashion needs to hear. So I want to include this great news, or he I'm sorry, this great, tragic news, yeah. but to get your perspective as a fashionista in our city. He did leave a great legacy. Um, what I remember, Herbert Givenchy uh, was for his involvement and his relationship with Audrey Hepburn. He created the iconic looks for. Breakfast at Tiffany's and her other movies. So he's giving yeah, the he girls. Yeah, he was a feature designer. Yes, yeah. the education. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. He's giving the girls Halloween costumes forever. So <laughs> legend. Um, my thing was when he did pass and the news broke, and I saw everyone paying their tribute on Instagram. I was a, I was a little like, okay, girl. Like, I saw Marlo Hampton putting, you know, on her Insta stories all of her um, Givenchy fashions. And I was like, girl, that's not her. Was it the Bambi t-shirt? That's Ricardo's Givenchy, not the original house. Like, if you're going to pay tribute, show the designs that he actually, you know, mm-hmm. was Can actually Marlo made. Can Marlo those designs? I mean, they're vintage now. Like, he was really... Um, him and Audrey had such a close friendship. I feel like she was his muse. Like, mm-hmm. he created clothes for women. For women, to, like, their their structure, their silhouette. He made clothes for the, the woman's body. He really understood their body. And I just... I feel like it's two different brands. The, the, for sure. The, the Givenchy, then when he was the creative director and the namesake. The haute couture. Exactly. That he crafted And then now. the Givenchy, now that's your favorite rapper's wear, I just feel like. It's not the same. It's very different. So and you bring up a really good point. Is there a is there a designer now that really motivates you and inspires you as someone who's actually studied fa- uh, fashion? Well, I really like... I do like a lot of brands. Now, I do like a lot of brands that are by younger designers. There's this brand called The Attico that I really like. Yeah, I never heard of that. What, what, tell us about What's it called? Yeah. The It's called The Attico. And it's by this really these two really cool girl designers. 
Um, it's just so young, so fresh. It's very ready to wear, but it's also just like a, a bit of couture, but you can wear it in the streets. I also, there's this girl that I follow on Instagram. Her name is, I think her name is London Girl in NYC, and she put me on to a lot of designers. Um, her style is so great, and she likes the des- this designer that I started to look at because of her called uh, Dries Von Naughton, and his, his um, style is very, very cool, and I like I like stuff like that. I like mm-hmm. true fashion. fashion. Like style. I just don't really. Not that I'm saying it's not great. Like Givenchy now has really great pieces, but it's just like I just don't like stuff when it becomes when it when it gets to loving hip hop. It's a wrap for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you make a very good point. So Givenchy, Givenchy is not going oh, you to don't be designed. I did. It. Okay. I took French in high school. So is and and my great grandfather actually his name is not Hubert. It's Hubert. was Hubert. That was his actual name. It's pronounced a little different in French. So uh, I wonder what Beyonce will be wearing as she is now preparing to go on the run again with Jay-Z. The beehive is buzzing. Or is the beehive? How do you say it? It's bee. Okay, the beehive is buzzing into overdrive as Beyonce. You're part of the hive. How you act like you don't know what it is? But go ahead. I will say one last thing about Givenchy. <laughs> Piss me off. What is it? B Bay? You know what it is. I am a member of the Beehive yes. as I am going to get my tickets in the pre-sale. Yes. But I really have always been confused because I'm going to be honest with you. Like, B-E-Y-I-S-H-E. I don't give Beyonce as much credit as I should for being probably intelligent and using the appropriate phonemic awareness and the phonics of words. Okay. So I'm not surprised that, you know, this is the Bay High. B-E-Y spells Bay. Doesn't spell B. It's the way it is phonetically pronounced. Her name is Beyonce. We just shortened it. And there is... Of the maiden name, Beyonce. I get that. Ooh, you Hive and B-E-Y Hive, they don't say the same thing. You cannot make it say the same thing either. Now, Ooh, what you like... Out but the no, let me tell and you. Got time. Let's talk about and it's because of the constant, the consonant, the, the constant H behind the Y as opposed to the E that will be the vowel behind the Y. And that's why it's pronounced <laughs> differently. But yet, if she wants to make you say it is the Beehive and you call it Beehive, you do that. And don't be putting no B's on my post because I'm buying my ticket Get and I'm too. I want to know my ass. <laughs> I wanted to say one more thing about Givenchy. Chadwick Boseman wore yeah. Givenchy at the Oscars, and he looked so good. That's the Givenchy shout that I. Chadwick. Shout out to Chadwick. Your, yeah. Okay. But this doesn't show. I've been loving him for a long time. You've been a fan since what? Like what? he's been playing. I didn't watch Forty Two. I didn't watch Forty Two. I'm gonna. I'm really that. glad. I really want him to get away from the, the biopics. Bio and playing people that he don't look like. He did not look like James Brown. At all. He did not look like Jackie Robinson. He did not he look did like Thurgood like Marshall. At all. Thurgood Marshall was a light-skinned man. Thurgood Marshall's son wrote Chadwick Boseman, so he felt compelled. When the son writes you, what you gonna say, no? The son is... I'm not. I'm gonna hold my okay. tongue. Okay. So, but but, but going back to the, what are you guys thinking about the announcement that on the run to 
has is going. First out. of all, no money. I think she could have waited till the fifteenth till everybody Ooh. got paid because. Like, I prepare for her. Like, I try to be prepared for Beyonce because I know she's coming. But she don't... But she keep her braids in for a long time and she carries her laptop. Carries the laptop. I know, know when it's something coming. But I thought that maybe she would announce something after Coachella. After Coachella. But she didn't. Like, I woke up one morning, got on Instagram, and I was like, oh, okay. Girl. I love the queen, but she, she gave beat. everybody a date. So she said, she said, so I'm dropping the time. I'm telling you, it was a tour. And have your money in order in two days. In two Beyonce, days. I am struggling. Yes, I can't do this. I'm over here calling everybody I know. Like, bro, you owe me a couple hundred. You owe me some money. I'm trying to collect all my coins in 48 hours so that I can buy tickets. But I will say this on the podcast right now. My birthday is next month. I have <laughs> told Didi that he knows it's my birthday. He should buy me tickets, you know, to the concert. And that'd be a great birthday. Yet. I'm yeah. buying two tickets tomorrow and just two tickets for me and a date. Tazzy, unfortunately, you will not be that date. So from there, we move forward <laughs> to another uh, celebrity who had who had a phenomenal duet with Beyonce. And that is Usher Raymond, who with his new wife, Grace Miguel, have separated after two years of marriage. Uh, after much thought and consideration, we have mutually decided to separate as a couple. We remain deeply connected, loving friends who will continue supporting each other through the next phases of our lives. Lies. The couple have confirmed in a joint statement obtained by People Magazine. Lies. Okay, let me start by saying this. Nobody knew when he married her, so why do we need to know that they're divorced? So her? you didn't know that he had gotten remarried? No. She just appeared. The I only mean, reason they're divorcing is because all these herpes allegations that popped up. But she stayed with she's him doing that. Out. So why she can't just stay? No, because she's she leaving now. I think she wanted to let it die down first. She had the after, the lawyer. She had let it burn. She had the lawyer on call, but she wanted to let she it die down. She, was she wasn't gonna stay after all these allegations. I don't blame her though, because it's some truth in that what it he's doing. Like you are doing what you're doing. You're not being faithful. But Usher was a young man, perhaps, when he was when? doing those things. Usher is now when? 39 years old, so... So that means he was in his 30s, well enough of a married man. 37, so you're saying... That's not those No, Usher, long. they've only been married two years. So but they've been together longer together longer. Not really. I think that he was with Tamika Foster... Him and Tamika were a long, long, time, long ago. time ago. They've been together a while. They've just only been married, married for, for two, two years. years. Okay, okay. I'm not surprised. I don't think Usher is the marrying type. I don't think he is the type of man that needs to get married. But he's also the type that doesn't want to be alone a lot. Well, that's a lot every man. man. But he could just do the dating situation. <laughs> so he and Cassie are not married. You're right. But they and that's what he should do. On. He should that's not exactly get married So who is the, what, what type of celebrity is the kind of man you would say is the marrying type? Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> well, maybe Common. No, no, because well, Angela broke up. Common and Angela Rye have split. I'm not surprised. Uh, rapper Common and CNN political commentator Angela Rye have split. You all say you're not surprised. I because just didn't um, see why it. are you not surprised? I thought they made a beautiful couple. I definitely I made a beautiful couple. And in pictures, they look nice. I don't believe they 
They were too much alike. It was weird. Like their vibe didn't make me feel like, oh, this is probably gonna be a great couple. Mm-hmm. They look nice on camera. And on paper for sure. Yeah, on paper, but it I never felt like, oh, they are so cute in this relationship goal. Like, no, they were never that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't yeah. get that vibe either. I didn't get it. Mm-mm. I don't think there was a balance to them. I feel like they were on the same page at the same time. Like, you want to be on the same page, but I feel like, I agree. I agree. A yin-yang You're right. It was no yin-yang Yeah, it was all. a yin-yang. I there feel like they no were yin-yang. like, they, had, they were, they, were the they should have been brother, play brother and sister. Right. Yeah. Like, one of those, this my play cousin, not dating. Not dating, God, yeah. No. I think they tried to see what was there, kind of like a Drake and Rihanna situation. Oh, but it just didn't work. That's different. That's my baby daddy. He's been waiting on me to be famous so he can find me. And I apologize, babe, that you I'm not there yet. Listen, I really do because, like, he loves, like, people that are in the limelight. He loves that type of shit. So I have to wait until I'm there so that he can, like, discover me and shoot his shot. Because I'm, I'm just not there yet. But I will be there. Okay. And I apologize that he has you all these You will stop by this bop, bopping. I'm joking. He's I'm just, joking. He's just so wrong. I That's not the way you use it? Stop it. So, no, you did good. You did good. Thank you. Don't Thank like you. this old ass man. <laughs> you, earlier today, talked about becoming a member of the Tinder community. So, Let's Talk Tazzy is now officially <laughs> a member of the Tinder community. So, tell us, Tazzy, about your Tinder experiences and what you're looking for in a suitable partner. Okay, so this is how it all started. I'm in a group chat with my friends, KTKT, and they were having some success on on Tinder today. And I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and What is success on Tinder? Well, they were just finding, like, attractive men that they can, you know, finesse or go on dates with and all What does that. it mean to finesse a man? I'm not doing this with you today. I don't know what listen, that means. Is that what the song Bruno Mars finesse means? No. no. So, <laughs> finesse can be like, you know, getting people to pay your rent or mm. taking you, oh, giving you money. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a whole level. Yeah. Pay rent, pay bills. You know, go on, give you money for food, like buy groceries, all of that. So there are people that are successfully finessing. So men. women are on Tinder trying to finesse. They're not meal. necessarily trying, but some it's a lot of suckers on the internet. Like <laughs> so that just happens to happen. But anyway, so no, my, but so okay. I just I have to take a moment. I have to explore this. So you're saying that there are some young women who are trying to finesse a brother on the internet. So what if these same brothers come back and they're expecting something for their free lunch? Please because I'm tell you right now, brothers. there's nothing it's diversity on Twitter. So when I say brother, I have you know what well, I, I I don't know what world you come from, but I come from the world where where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said I have brothers of every race. So I have black brothers, white brothers, Asian brothers, Hispanic brothers. I have multiple. Brothers. Well, say but brothers you, with an E-R, not, not an A, because you said brothers with an A. Say brothers with an E-R, so we know that you're talking about all humankind, men. because I'm not, I'm, yes. I, I, I know say you brothers, may not consider anyone to be, brothers, like, you don't consider Hillary, you don't consider Hillary to be your sister, you but she is sister. your sister. How the hell Hillary, Hillary is your sister. How are we talking about Hillary? You asked But me going about back Tinder. to my brothers or brothers, yeah. as you would say. <laughs> so when they come back expecting something for their payments, then they get 
What? I wouldn't know because I just created okay. a Tinder today. So back to the story. I created a Tinder today. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be successful or not, but I have matched with a couple of fine men. <laughs> I have matched with a couple of fine men. Um, I do believe that I might be a catfish. So stop! Lying. I don't know. Like my pictures don't actually look like no. no but you can just stop. go. You can stop. just go on her Instagram. It's at Let's Talk Tazzy. Yeah. If you want to see what she really look like, you can just go to the Three Plus Tazzy One Podcast fine. Instagram. Your pictures look filthy. like how you look in real life. <laughs> Tazzy has been fine since high school. That's what we you had. Oh no no no! no. Stop! In you had this body since high school. No, yes, you did. Fat in high school. No, no, you are not. They're being really nice right now. No, she just ate. Four cookies. I, no. Did he eat 10 damn You had this body in high school. Light Cool Whip. He's no. on Weight Watchers, but he had light Cool Whip, so he thinks it's okay. That Cool Whip still fattening his shit, and you had 10 cookies along with it. She with, with tuna fish on top of lettuce to make him feel better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't play with me. Don't play with me. So, but no. Okay. You had this body in high school. No, I was a I really lot only had two school. cookies. I mean, I, I had big. two cookies. So I think I'm catfishing. You're not catfishing. And I feel like Nobody. these fine men are matching with me. But we're going to see. Um, I have said that I'm not dating. You. They could be. I don't know. I'm going to make people FaceTime Do people me. still catfish in 2018? Yes, yes That's why the show is still on. This, I thought the show was supposed to end, but it has not ended yet. How because people are still catfish. catfish. In 2018, I don't understand. Because you're a whole fool. But I need people to FaceTime me or send me a video that says, this is me. I know you, or send a picture. I'm gonna say, put up three fingers in a picture or some shit like yeah. that, because I need you to. They're gonna have to but text the person that they're using the pictures of. That's true. I forgot people do that. If you don't know, people do ask permission now from yes. other people to use their photos to catfish someone. So they might contact that person and say, "Hey, can you send me a picture with three fingers up so I can send it to the person that I'm currently catfishing?" Or a candle. Something. You never know. Why is it person. called a catfish? You gotta watch the show. They but I'm saying, why it would it be no named fish. as a because like a catfish, like a really ugly fish, and you in the sea and you pull up an ugly fish. Me, I don't or know Nef, what they what is like, it. Nev, Nev. He had an explanation for why, why it's called catfish. I can't remember. It was I really a damn. It about was really so deep. It was deep, but it. I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to look that up. Tazzy may yeah. not care, but I like so, to know why things are the way they are. I don't. And um, with that, good luck to you, Tazzy, in the dating circle. Hopefully, you will not. I'm not trying to be in a serious I relationship. I hope that you do I not pull out a catfish. Date. I hope you don't pull out a catfish in the sea. You want to catfish uh, date, but not be in a relationship. I hope yes. you pull out a goldfish, a, a goldfish. Uh, the best for you. Um, he lied. I also hope that you don't send any inappropriate pictures. I know that with internet dating, sometimes inappropriate pictures can be exchanged. Bust it, bust it wide open, and I tell her, bring it back. Hey. <laughs> that, is, that is awful, and it is ratchet. So we are now time to go from the ratchet awfulness of Tazzy's dating life to the up, the down, and, and the clown. Alrighty, guys. So this week with our the up, the down, and the clown, as well as the best products of the week, we're gonna start off with the up. So our up for this week definitely is talks in you know out in the universe about the Black Panther sequel. So how do y'all feel about that? Mm-hmm. But we knew that because Chadwick signed a five-year contract, so that means more movies. Mm-hmm. 
But no, it, yeah. it, it didn't necessarily mean a Black Panther sequel. It meant maybe him going to be in Avengers yeah, or um, Captain America. Okay. So I am excited that they're going to do a sequel. I do want them to do something with Killmonger. I feel like his story was cut a He's little bit. He's dead though. But, but no, maybe, not, maybe a prequel? I don't know. I don't know his backstory. Like what yeah. led him to become Killmonger? How did he really be, get like all the skills and the training that he had to be such a skilled fighter? Yeah, right. How did he accumulate these skills? I think that could be a good. It business. could. But I did see on the internet that they were in talks to have the general. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, okay. to have her own movie. Right. Really? Yes. I can see that. I would wow. go see that. I'm a black that. female general with her all black female army kicking ass. Sign yeah. me up. I have a question though. I saw a lot of people kind of not questioning, but not really on board with Michael B. Jordan being Killmonger. If you guys were in the casting chair or on the casting couch, who would you well, guys? I wouldn't pick him. Who would you? I have loved picked? him. He I was think, excellent. No, I, I, I thought, thought he did was a great job. But a choice. lot of people, I, yeah. I think it, some scenes seemed forced. Mm. I don't know what it is. So I'm a filmmaker, and I feel like as a director, if I would have been directing it, I would have said you're you're forcing it. Mm. But I understand because. Um, Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler have a relationship. Yeah. They are uh, they have a partnership, and they're going to be like in a brothers. ton of movies together. Yeah. Yes. So I understand him giving him a part, but I don't think he might have been the best yes. person to play that role. I thought he did a really good job. Same. If I had to get some, maybe if he couldn't have done the role, I probably would have tap Trevante Rose on the shoulder and him to do Killmonger. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lord, we come to yeah. you right now. Thank you for creating <laughs> that fine-ass man and placing him on this earth. Yes, Trevante, I just had a full-body experience right now. Ooh, and Lord. the sad thing about it is... That's a fine man. He's so fine. I, he could have been killed. I worked on Love, if Love Me Was Wrong right after he... His character. I didn't get to meet him. I was sad about it. And I asked. I feel like he could have did a really good job if maybe so Michael B. Jordan could not have done Killmonger. But I thought he did a great job. If Ryan didn't have his loyalty to Michael B. Jordan, Trevante would have been amazing. But that's the thing though. Like as from a casting standpoint, a casting company when you get a connection with the director, you in there. You in there. You are solidified. That's like, uh, it's a casting director. Her name is Carmen Cuba. She does Stranger Things. She has a location casting director here. She literally uses them for everything she does. When you make that connection, when you make that good. connection, it's, it's a wrap. You're good. You're in. So speaking of Black Panther, we are going to transition now to our The Down of the Week, which is basically people trying to pit Black Panther against... Wrinkling time. So. Yeah, saying that the Black Panther, you know, they be wrinkling time in the box office. I think that's really unfortunate. And it's like society is missing a great chance to celebrate the fact that you have two films with mm-hmm. predominantly African American. Black directors. Right, directors at the helm. And you're not wanting to celebrate that. You're wanting and to say that Black Panther beat, you know, wrinkling time in the box office and, instead of just celebrating the moment. And that's right. unfortunate. That's yeah. unfortunate. And I feel like it's kind of. Not a fair comparison because 
Black Panther had Marvel behind it. Yes. Like, Two different it's so mm-hmm. many Marvel fans that truly love Marvel, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. But so, A Wrinkle in Time had Disney behind it. And I mean, so, Disney yeah. is Marvel. Disney no, is Marvel. But, but I'm just saying, people like, that it was a love push. the comics, Wrinkle in okay. Time was a book, not yeah. a comic. So I think comic fans go a little bit harder. Comic fans go hard. They go harder. Mm. So they're going to go this, watch this movie once, twice, thrice. So they're yeah. going to see it more than once. So. I don't feel like it was a fair comparison to put pit those two black directed films against each other. We should be celebrating the fact that in the first time, I think ever, we have two black directors, directors number one and number two, number one, number two in the box office, and Black Panther reached a billion dollars, and they're like the thirty third film mm-hmm. to to ever hit a billion ever. So like. It just wins all around the board. I don't so, think have all of you seen A Wrinkle in Time? I have not seen it. I have not seen it. And I, I do not it. anticipate that I will be able to see that was film. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. It, I didn't say it wasn't good. It wasn't good. good. The so, movie doesn't look good. I I love You have Ava. to fight. You have to fight to get your father, Ava. Meg, out of the time sphere. I love You have to Ava. fight, Meg. Everybody knows how. She is You're my... Home screen. That's everything. Her and Oprah are my home screen on my phone. I love her. But this is my thing. I read A Wrinkle in Time as a child. I loved the book as a child. I went into the theater thinking, you know what? Ava is a black woman. She's going to understand my vision of the movie. And, you know, that's what's going to happen. But I had to realize, like, making a book into a movie is all about interpretation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had my interpretation. She had hers. Yeah. There were some things that didn't line up with the book. Like, the the, the it is supposed to be a, a, like a mega brain. But in the movie, it was like, it wasn't that. Um, you know, we in the book, clearly the cover of the book is a white family. It's a multiracial family. And this I, think, one, I think that was okay. That, that's fine. I'm yeah. going to finish my statement. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That was completely fine. But it was like something didn't line up with my vision for the book and I think that's my issue if I didn't read the book and I went to see the movie maybe I'd be like oh this was great but knowing the book being a child that loved the book I still have the same original copy yeah. that I read when I was in middle school mm-hmm. at my house today because I loved it so much I think I it didn't line up with the vision that I had and I have to understand that my vision is not everyone else's vision so in, in in that circumstance then yeah it it wasn't amazing to me and I felt like it was rushed mm-hmm. there was no it wasn't a huge conflict I feel like she overcame every conflict that she had extremely fast mm-hmm. and in a movie it's like you, you should struggle to have right. to get through the conflict and I don't feel like she struggled and on top of that the character that played Meg oh, that was a not a good casting in my opinion okay? really? I felt like her acting was forced. It wasn't like genuine. I felt like she was overthinking every time she said something. You could see it on her face. And I hated that because I was so excited about seeing this movie. But maybe it's Disney. Disney has a very specific way of 
you know, yes. portraying that character. It might be, but when you go watch the movie, when you see the movie and you look at her, like she does like those scenes where it's like, I'm in deep thought. You can tell she's overthinking. Like she's making her eyes go back and forth. And I'm like, whoa, this is so forced and terrible. It was bad. Right. I did not like who they casted for you know, to be, You know how I really wish they could have cast as Meg instead is the little girl who was in the movie she was for an Oscar for her to come so back. Good. And I know wow. she would have been good. She but they couldn't cast her because they did a biracial family and she does not look biracial. They could have so cut her hair. They, she does she, look biracial. She doesn't look biracial. This Maybe girl if, they cast if, if Meg was light-skinned. Yeah. What's her name? Kovazne. Yeah, is not light-skinned. She's a brown-skinned girl. You know she's black. She would have been amazing for that. She would have been so great for that she role. Because this stuff they have, I did not... I, I'm all about black women being... And she just didn't nail it. She, she didn't did not it. nail it for me. How was Oprah's... That was what, for me, is a disappointment why I'm not rushing to see the film is that Miss Witch is definitely, in the book, a very bigger-than-life personality and very, like, kind of whimsical. She has diamonds on her face. Like, mm-hmm. she's larger than life, and that's Oprah. Yeah. How did Oprah portray Miss Witch? Like, I feel like in the video, when I saw the, the clips, I was very disappointed. And I'm one of the world's biggest Oprah fans. I love I, Hillary, Oprah, everybody know, and Barack. Like I said, Oprah and Ava are my home screen on my phone. I love Oprah, but I feel like she this just won wasn't Miss Witch. Like, but I love Oprah too, but, but it's when, not that Oprah. When has she, besides the color purple, beloved, oh, phenomenal? Okay, As she did good in Greenleaf. I like her in Greenleaf. You like her in Greenleaf? I do not. I, do, I, I like her in Greenleaf. Her character no. is not inspired. No, her character ain't, but she does that. The role, I hate who she is. But she plays that Oprah terrible was person. not bad in Women of Brewster Place. See, this wasn't that's bad. a film that really confuses me. <laughs> I read the book. Is it so. a film? Is it a show? It, the Women of Brewster Place was a miniseries okay. back in the day when you used to have what was called miniseries on TV. That was so miniseries, right, are now limited series. And so uh, Oprah was one of the main characters, and she was like this long-suffering mother whose son just couldn't get it together okay. and she represented like you know the, the mother who goes to the projects and loses her child to the projects mm-hmm. that's what she what's the movie where she played um where she was with um terrence howard was that the butler oh, oh no, yeah, she's yeah. About. no what was that? it was the butler. Was the butler it was the butler yeah i did not like I love that, that too. Made no that was a good role for her as well. That. I enjoyed like, that. Them two being... Well, I didn't agree with that, but I thought she did a good job in the butler as that well. Kind of so, but moving on from the up, the down, now we go, ladies, to the clown. Honk, honk. Oh, and our clown is, because you guys brought it to the table, Black China. Mm. Tell, tell us about Black China, ladies. I didn't know about this. I just feel like something... Black China's had a rough run. Black China had all this stuff going on with Rob Kardashian, her husband. Black China then had like an inappropriate film release in the bathroom. And now, I think it was this week, she's come out with her 18-year-old boyfriend. He looks swell. Who says that he met her on Christian Mingle? I don't believe it. I don't don't believe it. I believe that she's pulling a Maxine, building a brand for him. (laughs) But she already has 
the brand side. For him, she's building his brand. I believe well, that I believe Black her? China is getting paid to build the brand of these rappers and celebrities. Because once you film the fake sex tape with Black China in the bathroom as the Michi or whatever his name yeah. is, now all of a sudden people know who Michi is. He's the guy who Black China was with in the bathroom. So and you this think guy that they Right. Her. So now this 18-year-old rapper is the 18-year-old rapper who has the banging 30-year-old Black China banging. who has the that fake booty is disgusting who has the bopped up Black China and so now it brings now you know who he is before that you is didn't know true. who he was that is now true. you know who he is but why do we need to know him Be, you're right Perhaps he's going what to. What is get, he contributing to? He society? may give you. He Nothing. may. Be, he may be the next soldier boy. Tell him. Oh. But then that means he need a song. Correct. <clears throat> what does this man bring to the table? Christian mingle. But eating black just, China booty. It's concerning. Oh, oh Tazzy. It's just concerning. It's just. It's. It's creepy. Okay. It's. It is. Slightly pedophilia. Yes, for sure. She, she got a child. She has a child age. closer to his age. She, how is her child? Like six. Six. I don't know. <laughs> Look, a six okay. and an eighteen year old can go to the same summer camp. <laughs> yes, they can. Can you can? Okay, I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so from our up and our down and our clown, we now go into the best of us. Uh-huh. And this week's the best of us goes to Cicely Gray, who is a CEO of Atlanta's own The Amplifiers. Tell us about Cicely it. Gay is CEO of The Amplifiers, a for-profit company providing services to support and accelerate growth or to amplify the good as she puts it in nonprofits and startups. She was named one of 15 participants in former Atlanta Mayor Kasim Reed's Women's Entrepreneurship Initiative. And she has recently been given a great, a really large contract that's being supported by Beyonce's parents to assist the Waco Theater Center in Los Angeles. Gay says she failed to service as a young mom, serving with hands-on Atlanta through AmeriCorps while earning an educational grant to complete college. I applaud the fact that this young mom started this to help other people and that she has continued to increase the greater good. I think that is why we have been given life and I'm proud to see someone contribute in that way. We conclude every week, ladies, with sharing the products and the podcast that we love. Ladies, tell us your products that you are in love with this week. Okay, so I'll start. The product that I love, I literally just found it like two seconds ago in Dee Dee's house. I went to the restroom, and upon washing my hands, I discovered Bath and Body Works Purely Clean Citrus Plus Oak Leaves Hand Soap. Let me tell you something. That is amazing, and it smells so good. Bath and Body Works, if someone that works there would like to sponsor us... (laughs) You yeah, take freebies Please. too. Send us some samples. Because I'm on with my last. I got to go and re-up this weekend. It smells so good. It is so pleasant and so amazing. And my hands feel soft. You might want to add some moisturizer in there because my hands are now dry <laughs> after mm-hmm. using it. But it smells good. Mm. So people actually put lotion in their soap? There's soap, There's soap with moisturizer. Then, okay, inside. Okay. Yes. Okay. Learn something new every day, huh, Didi? Yeah, I'm not going to buy that. Okay, so originally I had two products, but I'll just narrow it down to one. You can share both. You okay. can share both. Yeah, so one As product. As people say, shoot your shot. All right. What so is the this? First... Why do you think shoot your shot is my saying? Everybody says shoot I never, your I shot. I never hear it. You have said, as Tati would say twice Shoot today. your shot. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Bree. Okay, so my first pro- uh, product is the 360 Mist Water Spray. This is for my natural girls out there listening to the podcast. It's a water bottle unlike any other water bottle. You know, when you do your twist outs, your wash and goes, you have to keep your hair moisturized. It has a continuous spray. So when you pump the spray like maybe three times, it will literally continue to spray water for at least like five seconds. And it applies the most moisture, the most water to your hair. You can spray it in any angle. It literally has changed my life. So it's just water? It's a water bottle. Like if you were... So women with natural hair just spray water on their hair? When you do like twist outs and and your hair gets dry during that process and you Mm. need to apply more moisture to your hair, it's a spray bottle that just... It's amazing. It's really good. It's really amazing. It's just, it's someone on YouTube described it as the U- the iPhone of spray bottles, and basically it just it just has a continuous spray. I didn't know women were buying spray bottles. Oh yeah, we do. Do yeah. you have a spray bottle? I do. You need the three. You need the three sixty mist. How much? Sally's. How much? I got the ten. I want to say ten ounce for eight ninety nine. Oh, that's Sally's. not bad. It's not bad at all. And when I tell you, you would throw away your other spray bottle for this, I was in the house spraying Shh. away. It just because con- it the just, spray is continuous. You do one, two, three, and it just will go for like five seconds of water on your hair. Listen, because that uh, the one I have now, you just gotta keep. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm going to spray it up. upside From down. From Sally. Sally, spray upside down. I'll show you a picture of what it looks yes, like. Yes, please show a picture. Okay. 360. Yeah. We will post this on our um, website, I mean, on the IG as well. So I wish I could have thought of this spray yeah, bottle. That right. sounds amazing. We've been spray the bottle, right. What's then, our next product? The second product I actually don't own, but I do want to own it. It's okay. called the Boy Brow by Glossier. It's, um, it's just basically like a eyebrow brush eyebrow paint or you know everybody's obsessed with their eyebrows now we gotta have them on fleek or whatever but (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to let mine grow back and they've been struggling so yeah so this is a product that's in my cart has been in my cart for a minute on Amazon it's on the actual Glossier website just G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R how much is this? it is about $16 it's not cheap Ooh. But I feel like it'll be worth it, and it's on my wish list. So okay, that's just another product that I I'm a kind of a product junkie, so I love to like collect new try new stuff. Yeah. Okay. So what do we have here? Is your um, product of the week? My product of the week is by Urban Skin RX. Um, they have a large variety of skincare products from. Acne to even tone to just face masks, toners, everything like that. But they are created for melanin. They're the melanin experts, is what they. um, It is Urban Skin RX. Urban Urban Skin Skin RX. They are based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and they're recent. They recently, um, you can find them in Target now. So I went to Target the other day. And I bought the Even Skin Tone Cleanser, the 3-in-1 Cleanser. And I started using it about three days ago. And it's a super, it's a really cool product because it comes with two, um, what is it called? Like 
sponges sponges that you put underwater and it puffs up into a full sponge mm. and you use that you lather the bar the bar comes in the jar so it stays clean and not messy it's really cool so you just lather the bar and you apply it on your face rinse it and have a whole line for all type of skin problems if you have like dry skin oily skin you want to even tone you have acne prone skin so they have a complete line and i really love the cleanser i wanted to start off with the cleanser to see if i like like the product i really like it so far so i want to go ahead and get the rest of the line on their website urbanskinrx.com it's a really great brand it's made for us By it's in us. target boo boo Right. <laughs> another brand that I want to talk about that's also in Target by another woman of color is the Lip Bar. They um they were on Shark Tank. They were they? on Shark Tank. They got turned down by Shark Tank, but wow. now they are in Target. Woo! I love it. And Don't let those nose stop you, girl. Right. The lipstick is so moisturizing. They have great colors that look good on us mm-hmm. because it's hard to find colors that will look nice on us. Especially a good nude. Do they and have a good nude? They have a that's really a good, good nude. I have the Coco Cooler, mm-hmm. and that's a really good nude lipstick that I have, and it's very moisturizing. So go to Target and get the lip bar. Just to shout out Target, though, their urban, I don't want to say urban, but their cosmetic situation mm-hmm. is on another level, and I appreciate them highlighting women of color who own these hair care products like my great oh my like they literally have the photos of the main choice owner camille rose myel organics it's just amazing to go in that aisle and see women that look like you like devin and i often have consultations with other women in the hair care line like have you used TGIN, do you like it? Right. It's, it's just mm-hmm. so uplifting just to walk in Target on a Tuesday. Yeah, Target is great. It's so amazing. You can go to Walmart and they'll have their little, like, whatever section. Right. And you never can find anything that you actually need. But Target has so many products for natural hair care. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You really, you you just can't deny Target appeals to us, for mm-hmm. us. They have what we need and they have multiple options. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate them for that. So, Didi? So, I want to now share the podcast that we love. And so, every week, we want to shout out the independent podcasters out there, just like us, who are really working hard to really establish a name for themselves in the podcast world. So, huge thank you to the Black Salutely podcast that shouted us out and thanked us and listened through the whole episode last week. We're really thankful that you are listening. Can't wait to continue listening and get your next episode. This week, we're shouting out... Dreams and Drive, a podcast geared towards creatives and lifestyle entrepreneurs who want to learn how to take their dreams out of park and into drive. I listen to this podcast every single episode. It is hosted by Raina Campbell. She is a wonderful, young, fresh voice. It's called Dreams and Drive Podcast. It is always inspirational, and I learn a lot from industry professionals just like you ladies when I listen to that podcast. I also want to shout out one of my other favorite podcasts. So we have Raina Campbell there, and I'm happy to shout out Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd. On every Sunday afternoons, uh, podcast host Rain Coleman has a weekly conversation about the importance of representation in comics and related media. He's always funny, a little bit dry, uh, always satirical, and always a laugh. I enjoy his podcast a great deal. Happy to shout both of them out 
In addition to the independent podcasts that are out there just like us, I also like to shout out some big name podcasts. And so my favorite big name podcast this week that I'm sharing is the Model Health Show hosted by Sean Stevenson. I learned a lot from Sean and his podcast about health, about really great topics. He has some really unique topics that are really relevant to, I think, lots of people from vitamins and supplements to poop and what it's telling us so do feel encouraged to check out those three podcasts this week and that wraps up tonight's episode of the three plus one podcast be sure to follow us on instagram and we'll see you next week Woo-hoo. yeah <laughs>